back to Ask the Expert. <laughs> That's gotta be a shirt. <laughs> or a button that you push and then it says oh, it. Yeah. That'd be sick. So we have Benny Liu here, who is the founder and CEO of Next Shark, which is the leading publication for Asian American news. Thank you, thank you, thank so, you. So you guys, if you missed the previous episode, he answered a whole bunch of amazing questions, but we have more questions here that you guys have asked. So, let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. Alright, first question here is, what's a piece of advice you were told and regret not putting into practice earlier or not taken seriously enough earlier in your career? Ooh. Oh, sex one, before marriage? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one. That's a good one, huh? <laughs> Should've oh, fucked man. way earlier. Damn. Nah. Oh man, now I forgot the question. You guys are just distracted. You didn't think about sex. Like some, some, some advice someone has given you and then you were like, I wish I took this shit earlier when I was told. Yeah. 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 You regret not taking it. Uh, I think this is a very specific, it, it, specific one, but this is the first one to pop into my head is that um, I think that um, you know, I, I learned very early on that there's a difference between like being a bootstrap entrepreneur that's, you know, just, you know, kind of starting out compared to like a funded, you know, entrepreneur. And so, you know, I came from, you know, when I when I was diving into entrepreneurship more and I was really like inspired by like the social network at the time and like, you know, I was like, wow, this is crazy. This guy's like, you know, uh, building these uh, multi-billionaire billion dollar tech companies mm -hmm. without having any revenue or whatever I'm yeah. like damn that, that's that's crazy and so I had this thought where it's like okay you know I just gotta you know build it don't focus on the money let's just focus on you know uh, meeting Justin user. Timberlake <laughs> yeah. give you money yeah exactly exactly right <laughs> and so I mean uh, so I, I just had this belief of you know trying to um, and that was the school of thought right but then you know I had some friends that you know went no you, you got to focus on trying to figure out how to bring money in you know earlier yeah because the first version people are eth eth some people will say that's unethical because there are there is a group of people that would that there's a school of thought where it's like yo you're you're basically a snake oil salesman you're inflating a product selling it off it has no value it has no income yeah. but it is a strategy it is one of many strategies but there are it's a school of thought in investing and all that where people think that's wrong to do yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, two different schools of thought. I mean, yeah. if you do raise funding for your for your for your company, I mean, you know, the, the upside is you have now a, a shit ton of money in your bank account. Um, you know, but obviously the downside, there's a level of downside too, is that you know a lot of the times you have to spend that money as quickly as possible to you know get that sort of you know growth, right? And I think that um, for me, I think if I could have done it differently, I think I wish that I thought uh, more about um, you know how I could monetize a little bit earlier, especially mm -hmm. since I didn't have that padding. And so I'm, I'm definitely learning now I mean you know I I'm trying to find more and more opportunities to you know find ways to monetize and to be a little bit more you know focused on ROI if that makes sense and you know it's, it's something I have to do I mean and and at, in the grand scheme of things I mean if I'm trying to be idealistic I mean in order for me to help my workers and to make sure that they're taken care of I need to also yeah. make sure that the company is bringing money at the same time too so um, and for the people that that's out there that don't know how tech companies are like these Silicon Valley companies work and with startups, it's like the strategy is either get bought out or funded by someone else who believes in you or whatever, or you're just a self-sustaining business. And what Benny's talking about is like you can quote unquote, I don't want to, I don't know if inflating is the right word. I don't know what other word to use is like you just make it look really good for maybe an investor or a buyer to come along to pay for the business expenses or fund 
Benny's project for a million dollars or maybe a billion, right? And that is a strategy that is used to make this business work. But if you don't find any buyers, you can't sustain that business. Yeah. Mm. If, and in most tech companies, if they don't have funding, there's no income coming in. So you run out of the supply of being able to pay your team. Interesting. Yeah. So it's mainly um, monetizing for you. Yeah, monetization. It's monetizing or, or finding a model of monetization early on. Yeah. Being able to sustain in-house without injections of outside people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was really just kind of the uh, kind of the main thing. I mean, you know, I I mean, I can always find things that I can regret, but I try to live life in the most positive way. But if I could think of one thing, it's probably that one. Yeah. That's pretty good. So yeah. how about on the flip side here, this question asks, uh, when, you be when you began your journey as a businessman, what advice stuck with you the most and was pivotal in making you into the person you are now? Wow, that's such a, it's a loaded question. I have to think back. I don't know if it's like one specific thing. I mean, why are people always looking for like one aha moment that changes your life forever and then like they like it's gonna never. I think be that's thing. just human nature, right? Really? Well, cause look, when you get to know someone, it's like, what's your favorite food or whatever. It's like always like the, the way I see it is like I don't want to bust a nut one time. I want to bust a nut every night for the rest of my life. <laughs> so like I don't know. Why do you think diet pills exist? True. It's easier to comprehend. I guess. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is a diet pill of. For like, right. like advice, right? Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. It's like, aha, thank you. Yep, right. Oh. Yeah, I think that for me, it was just that, um, I think it was just the old, uh, the, the old advice of if at first you don't succeed, you just try, try again. And, um, you know, I think that the one thing that I'd have to kind of give my mom credit for was, and she's a very strong-willed woman. And, <laughs> You're like, the work. only thing, the only thing. <laughs> Everything else, man. Okay, fine, I gotta give her, okay, okay, okay. In terms of business, in the context of business and stuff like that, right, is that, you know, she worked a lot, like, you know, I, mean, I think that, I, I feel like my work ethic comes from her because even, because I, uh, you know. What did I, she do for a living? She was work. she was actually um, a business reporter and worked at a Chinese newspaper for a little bit. So it's, inter inter it's interesting that I'm in this business right now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so so she was actually in the, she was in the business, but she was a type where, you know, uh, she, you know she, she came here from, you know, China to San Francisco in the, in the mid-1980s with my dad. They didn't have, you know, typical, oh, I have $50 in my pocket and, you know, yeah. and uh, so in the mornings, in the daytime, they would, you know, uh, work at the Chinese restaurants as dishwashers or as cleaners and, and you know, some, and then, and then cooking. And then at night, um, they would take the bus um, all the way across town to attend uh, English classes. And then I swear, I feel like they're inflating some fucking details here. Like <laughs> at night, and then we had to go two hours know, right? exactly. to the next town. Yeah, over. Exactly, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I went with my mom to adult school so she could learn English. I know, I was making a joke. They're, they're talking I, know, about, I, I think, no, they're talking about like, no, I had to work. It, it was like, maybe it was one mile, but really don't know. It was 10 miles. How big was the fish you caught? And it's like, oh, this big. Yeah. It gets bigger and bigger as time exactly. goes on, exactly. 20 miles. I went down to Los Angeles. <laughs> Every night. Yeah, so, you know, they, they and so, you know, at, they would get home, and, you know, that's what they told me at 12, and they started all over again, you know? And so, um, and they, they worked hard growing up, and so I never really saw my parents as I was growing up. My grandma raised me, and so, you know, they just worked hard as, as time went on. And so I think, you know, for me, it's, it's just that, I mean, I, I know I know generally where my destination is and I'm going to do whatever I can to get where there. Where is it? Beverly Hills? <laughs> Beverly Hills, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know yet. I, actually, it's just more like, you know, I, 
I still don't know what that place yet, but I know that general, you know, how I want to feel when I'm that place is that I want to be in a place where, you know, people are proud of my work. They felt that I have given back in a good way. And they've also, and I, and I can feel like, you know, somewhat, you know, proud of my own work for the impact that I've made for, for, for people ahead of me. And so, you know, when it's all said and done, I don't want people to, to think of me as like, oh, he made a bunch of money or he made certain things. I want them to feel that, hey, I, and I, you know, had a hand in, you know, maybe inspiring the next generation and doing, impact. you know, bigger and better than I ever will. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like that's, you know, especially in the context of immigrants and being people of color and everything, right? I mean, we have so many people, you know, before us that paved the way for us in so many different industries, you know? Um, and so I think that us, even here today, whatever we're doing, I think that no matter what we're trying to do, no matter, you know, how rich we want to get or how successful we want to be, you know, I, I, I think that there is a level of responsibility for us to keep paving the way forward and to keep like, you know, and to be that good example for, you know, the future generations to follow so that, you know, again, we want to leave the world better than when we found it, right? And I think that's the mantra that I think we should all live by. I used to tell people, pursue your dreams. And then I was like, but I don't want you to compete with me, so fuck it, don't do it. <laughs> What's your dream? It's too similar now. But there's enough. You know, that, that, that's another thing, too. I think that. Like, what do you want to be? Uh, oh, you want to be a doctor? Okay, fuck it, yeah. I need an audience. <laughs> Oh man, you know, yeah, for me, like, especially like with like, in, you know, it's such, with Asian Americans, I feel like a lot of us like try to compete against each other a lot. And I come from that school of thought where it's like, look, you know, you can be in the same industry as me, it's cool. I prefer to, you know, us to, if I'm building a building, like Gary Vaynerchuk says, if I'm yeah. building a building, I want you to, I want us to compete building higher around oh, us, so not cool. to tear everyone, everything around us, yeah, you know? But yeah. I feel like we've been lucky in the Asian American kind of like entertainment group because especially maybe this is different like for actors or people competing over the same role I, I i feel like there's more infighting in different places right but for us as youtubers or like digital guys like it made more sense to collaborate because we can share audiences and there was so much love and then like i would hear other communities go through their drama and i'm like whoo i'm fucking glad man there's nothing but like like collaborations nonstop here. That was the golden year of the YouTube years. Right? I call them the now golden years. Now there's like man. hella new Asian kids that it's disjointed. Like we don't know who they are. They don't know who we are, whatever, right? But when we were all kind of in the early 2000s, man, that was, or like late 2010 or something like that, um, that shit was dope. Like we all knew each other. I wish the I, I I miss the days where I could just call up you know Joe or Bart or whoever here and be like hey let's do a collab video and that will be it right yeah now it's kind of like I gotta call this person up oh wait no let's talk to my manager manager gotta talk to the agent and all everyone blew up yeah 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 it's it's you know those are the golden years man I really felt that there was like a community there yeah. I'll tell you a secret I am my own manager so you're actually talking to yeah, me you can tell us <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all blew up but we're still the same so what's your manager's name. Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Ralph, just Ralph. Ralphie. He's cute. Um, all right. Ralphie um, Schwartz. <laughs> yeah. Ralphie Schwartz. Schwartz Kwan. So, what was your first job ever, and what experiences and knowledge did it give you? My first job ever was, I think I was either 11 or 12, and, um, you know, I was, you know, my, my parents were working next door, and there was, like, a sandwich shop 
uh, you know, next door to them, and I would go to them to work. And so with my, my parents' permission and everything, I, I, I started working as a cashier and sandwich maker at this cyber cafe. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting. It was cool, you know. Uh, 11, 12, how cute. Yeah, I, I made $6.50 an hour, $6.50 an hour plus tips. And wow. uh, it was during those times when, you know, this was like maybe like in the... You didn't need like a worker's permit or something? It, I don't was, know. it was like, it was something along the lines of that, you know, it, yeah, it was probably under the table of some sort, but they had, there was an agreement between my parents. I mean, we were close. I mean, we were all close family friends already. So it was yeah. pretty much as good as just working for like almost like a family member of anything, mm -hmm. you know, but it was interesting at the time there was like, uh, um, it, it was it was a cyber cafe. So people would just come in and just use the internet and, and, and stuff. So it, it was... Uh, it was interesting times. I mean, I saw some weird customers at the time. I mean, I think I caught somebody watching porn on a, on a computer once. It was like, yeah. How did you confront them and be like, yo, man? It was, dude, can you imagine? I'm, I'm like freaking, I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like at the cashier and I'm just like, seriously, is that what's really happening right now? You were watching it. No, I was like, I, I, I you're 10, was like, 11, you're watching. It was like, the, the screen was right here and then like the head was right there. So I was just like, uh, I don't, you know, it was hiding. Yeah. I could. T I knew what it was, but I didn't. I didn't see all the details. I bring my way. blanket because I like to keep the computer warm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the shadow of them because of the light, and then the <laughs> dude, did hour. you see that? Kid in the fucking airplane video, he had a blanket oh, over, yeah. and then he had the window open, so the window had a silhouette, oh and then he had the airplane blanket oh, on, and yeah. you see nothing oh. but pow, 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 pow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Who's going at it, huh? <laughs> I'm jet lagged. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, what experience and knowledge did you gain from that first job? Um. I think that uh, learning how to deal Men with- Men are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> learning how to deal with impatient customers, learning how to deal with- You, you know, tell them weird, to shut up? Weird people early on, you know, seriously. Yeah. Like when you're, when you're put in that sort of situation and, and, and everything, you just meet, you meet a lot of interesting people. That's for Dude, sure. I relate, because one of my first jobs was also at a cyber cafe. Yeah. It was in Mexico, I was 15. Yeah. And yeah, like totally deal with- You catch any weird weirdos. stuff happening like I did? I did. I did catch people watching porn, and yeah, there was even this one instance where this lady, she comes in, she, because it's in Mexico, I'm speaking Spanish, yeah. she didn't know that I could speak English, and so she was talking shit about me in front of me, oh, in shit. English, Oh my god! and I was like, excuse me, and she was like, I'll wait outside. <laughs> oh, outside. damn. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just learning how how people are. Yeah, the things yeah. that people do in public then are shameless. I'm like, damn, okay. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, do not become a leader, and do not run a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best words of advice I heard was like, hey, do you have any like words of wisdom for people looking to get into business? It's like, yeah, you, yeah, you, if you need it. words of wisdom, if don't you need words it. of wisdom, don't then don't do it. it. You're not, you're not in, you know. I love uh, how like when we go to like colleges and stuff, people go like, what, what, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give for someone who wants to start a business? And I'm like, okay, all this step-by-step -step shit you can learn on Google of how to open up a business, like what kind of papers you need done, whatever. That shit's the easy part. Understanding yourself, emotional control, mm. social skills, by far the fucking best tools you can ever have as a human being. Like just in general, even if you're not a business owner, but I think specifically if you want to run, because it's a people, like art, like at the top levels of everything, even as engineers or whatever, right? Like at that point, you're managing people. You're not doing the work. Like, like you might, like even if you're in inventing shit, you're managing like the staff that's helping you do the nitty gritty. So you gotta have really good people skills. 
And I, would, I think that's the that I, that's just my take on it. Yeah, I think that. I mean, the way you guys even. I mean, I don't know too many details how you guys run JK News or something, but I, I like the way you guys do it, and it's kind of it's it's similar to how I you know look at things at NextShark too. I think that oftentimes, like uh, especially with big companies now, like they kind of reduce all their workers down to a number. Like you know, people don't know each other and everything. Like for me, like I make a concerted effort to know everybody within my company, and I want to know them on a on a personal level because like they're 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 the small pieces that make make my company work. You know, without them, like, you know, I'd be nothing, you know? So um, I think that, uh, and I think I see you guys too. I mean, you guys all hang out together. You guys, you know, you guys take care of your own. And I think that at the end of the day, I don't want to be all cliche and be like, oh, we're a big, one big family. You know, everybody always like, you know, says It's a that. different style. To me, it's yeah. like global corporation versus mom and pop. Like, we're not a mid-sized company. We're a mom and pop. Like, it's a family business, right? Pop so like. Pop. Huh? We're pop and pop. <laughs> it's a, a good old LA pop and pop. Poppy, yeah. poppy. Yeah. But like it's 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 like a like that's the difference. It's like a family farm, family business versus like a multinational corporation. They're gonna act different. An institution is gonna be very different compared to like, there's way way more like quote unquote professionalism, right? Yeah. Well, there's more variables, dude. Yeah. How do you how do you determine how big your company is? Well, like employee size. There is like what determines something as a mid-sized company is I think anything around a hundred or plus employees, right? Anything under that is a small business. I think it's, but then you can look at it that way, or you look at it revenue size. But you can have like two, three partners and make billions in revenue i don't know but like it i think it depends where does next shark stand in, in terms of not revenue but like employees actually? oh we're small we're, we're small business for sure i mean i think we have like maybe i think we have less than 10 full-time employees but we are hiring more at the moment trying to hire more because you know as we as we go um yeah we keep it in the family i mean we have uh we we have a team in the u.s but we also have like people in europe we also have people in asia too so it's like a, cool. it's kind of like a 24-hour operation so international awesome. yeah it's cool because like we have this like you know we have writers that we never even met before, but they've been with us for like five years, like wow. more than five years. So like we were very close. It's just that we haven't had a chance to really. They spell the funny way, like C O L O U R. C O L O U R. No, <laughs> spell correctly, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? A British spelling yeah. of color? Yeah. Uh, I know, right? I yeah. think we spell it wrong, right? Yeah, I think we spell. <laughs> it. There's always a fight between the British, British English, and U.S. American English. You know, it's always that fight. You That's know. True. You know, but I, I'm, I'm happy to, to keep it small. I mean, I, I like the fact that I know everybody um, yeah. In, yeah. in my company. Um, and it, I feel like as the downside to running a big company is like as it gets bigger You kind of just naturally start losing that control because you only have so much bandwidth as a as a as one person yeah. You know and you kind of have to start entrusting people and so I think how I look at it is that you know I see everybody on my team potential as a potential leader down the line and I want to see I, I, I want this exper their experience you know when they work with me to be a really good one they feel like they're developing themselves like their skills as they kind of mm -hmm. you know move forward and hopefully if we do get to that you know, area, I have a very good foundation to continue, like, you know, scaling. I mean, all, all big companies were once small companies. That's true. Like, right. you know, Google started in a garage. That's true. So, like, Facebook, too. So, yeah. But then I don't want to get, I mean, it's funny because I always wonder, like, do I want to get that big? You know, once, because, like, at, at some level, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, I think yeah. now the way that I determine success is like, okay, the Ferraris, the cars. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from that, I, no, like, like the, like the concept of winning and what you want, right? So it's like everyone can win, but do they, can they stomach it? It's like to get there, do you know what it takes? Do you know the sacrifice you have to make? 
And then I think in the early stages when you don't know the sacrifices that you have to make, everyone wants to be number one because they see like Kobe or they see like Nike or they see these big ass corporations and Jeff Bezos or whatever, right? And you go, damn, that's insane, right? And then you actually see what they did to get there and you're like, do I want that? Maybe I'm okay with just a million. I can live a great life. Maybe I don't have to do that, you know? I don't know. I think that it's also important to ask yourself, it's like, you know, what is it, you know, like... What do you want? Yeah, what yeah. do you want? Because, like, you know, some a lot of people say they want money, they want, like, you know, wealth. You know, why, though? Especially if you're young. But you have to understand why, why, like, you know, most... I think, I believe that most people want money because, like, what does it give you? It gives you choice. It gives you freedom. Yep. Those are the two fundamental things. And it's just that money is just that, you Here's, know... Here, tell me what you think about this, okay? I think that most people that are telling you these things, it's all to make their anxiety and fears go away. Validation. Or, or yeah, validation. Yeah. So like, it's like, I want what they got because their life looks better than mine, right? That's one. Or they look important, they look loved, I want that. That's two, or like, um, if you look at the root of it, it's like, I want attention because I never had attention as a kid, so I want to be a star. Or like, very rarely do people obsess and care so fucking much about their craft to the point where they want to share that with the world. That's like a vehicle to their actual pain. Yeah. I think that's, Ru Ru yeah, yeah. Ru yeah. And then cause I remember I was like, yeah, I want to make fuck tons of money. And I was like, why? Oh, because it was the root of my anxiety as a child. Cause my parents never had it. Or like we were always having bill collectors call the house. So I'm like, I always want to make, I'm not going to be like them where they're always in debt. I'm like, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna make a ton. Cause it was like, that was my answer to it. And when I hear people go, I wanna make a lot of money. I'm like, I know where that comes from. Is cause you, you don't wanna suffer. That's all it is. Yeah. You're yeah. cursed like me, Joe. You're, you're, you're gonna live life with always something to prove. <laughs> That's how we live it. Yeah, it's like, we always it, have to yeah, feel I, like, I, don't want, I don't want things. I don't give a fuck about things. It's like, I want this feeling to go away. Yeah. All right, Benny, next question here. Uh, what were your daily habits when you were starting your business to get where you are now, and have they changed? Did you jack off every day at least? So stressful, gotta jack off before I can get back it's like on. That, it's, like that, uh, it's like that. Whole, it's like that. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street scene. It's like, are you jerk? You jerk off? Oh, you gotta pump those numbers up, man. Remember that? Remember that time with Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> That's just how stressful, uh, you know, Wall Street is nowadays. Oh man, I think for me, it's like, man, I think I never really. I feel like for me, every day is kind of different. I mean, even right now, every day is different because like I'm just looking at what problems do I have to solve today, and you know, and and I solve them. And I think that I'm still trying to get into a routine. And now that I'm I'm gonna become a father now, right? I have to figure out a way to get into a routine. I can't just like have random, you know. I can't just be a, you know, sleeping at 5 a.m. one day and then you know waking up at 6 a.m. another day for something else. Like I kind of have to get a routine down as I as I kind of go. But I think in in back then I, I was just desperate to try to make it. I was just trying to find every way to do it. And so I wasn't thinking about, I think this is a, a weakness of mine is that I'm not a very structured person. I just kind of see like, you know, if, if I see something, I just go. And you know, let's say the analogy- You're just like, like redlining every day. Like you would get to a point where like, okay, I'm just, now it's time to sleep. And the next day, red line again, now it's time to rest. And then so it's just every day that's kind of like inconsistent. Yeah, and also because I have really, really bad insomnia. So I've never really like kept in, um, it's, it's just been really tough for me. I, I just have really bad insomnia. And so for me, it's just always like, uh, until like I started taking melatonin at night, that kind of, you know, that, that helps me sleep a little bit. Um, I would just like, 
wait until I, f I just keep working until I just feel, I can't even open my eyes anymore. It's fine. I just wow. like, you know, fall asleep back, back, back there. So, uh, man, yeah, those days were crazy. I still remember when I first, like, you know, uh, the early years of, you know, date, uh, dating, you know, my girlfriend, now my wife, is that, um, you know, we, my, my apartment used to be a mattress on the floor, you know? So, you know, I was just so, every day, just focus on work. I didn't even care about the things that were, you know, really around me and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it, it was just go. And the analogy I always use is like, you know, that mostly represents how, how I look at things. It's like if all of us agree to build a house, right, then, you know, we all say, okay, you know, Bard, you can, you know, start drawing up the blueprints and then Geo, you work at the foundation and then somebody handle the cement. I'm already laying down bricks, you know, I don't even, you know, like without knowing wh where that is. And so I think that a weakness of mine is I lack that structure and that's what I'm trying to fix in myself right now. It's that, you know, it's good to, you know, take action and go, 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 but, you know, you gotta have that balance too of making sure that you plan properly. It's almost like, you know, what you said, it's like, you gotta make sure your car is good before, you know, as you go, otherwise, like, you know, you're fixing it on the way there, which is gonna make, make it a lot harder, so. And do you uh, feel like for yourself, you've actually ended up having a lot of those lessons come back to you because of the fact that you weren't so structured? Like, there were moments where you're like, damn, I should have had my own back. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, it's hard to say, like, when things happen. And I think that how I look at it as, um, you know, there, there, there could, maybe I could have made better decisions and I could always analyze it. But I look at it as, you know, this is what, you know, this, this I guess this is what life, like, put me through. And, um, you know, there's positives and negatives, you know, of how I ended up today. And that's kind of how, you know, I look at it. Have you ever considered teaming up with someone with that strength that comes naturally to them or hiring someone or? I do, but trust is a big, big thing for me. Like for uh, me, like I don't. That's why you're very like, I need to build a skill on my own. Kind of. Yeah, I think I, I don't know where like the lack of trust. I mean, for me, I don't open up to people like that easily. And, you know, and, and for me, like I keep to myself like most of the time. Um, you're not lazy enough is what it is. Because <laughs> laziness is like for me. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm like, yo, man, I, filmmaking is, oh, it's tough. Let's find somebody. Yep. Bing. <laughs> you know, like it's like, yo, man, I don't want to fucking host JK News. Bing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, can somebody go and talk to these people and kind of socialize? Bing! You know what I mean? Like, can you bring these new guests in? And I'm like, cool, I could share my pie, I don't give a fuck. Like, how bad can they really fuck me over? You know? Yeah, see, so we're the opposite. Like, for me, it's like, I didn't know how to write, so I learned to write. I, d I didn't. Yeah, you know. developed the skill. Where I'm immediately like, oh, that's too much work. Somebody help me. <laughs> Somebody help me. I think those are the habits. I think that's it, you Probably, know? Yeah. Like, where, where you're interested in something, and instead of just kind of going, like, oh, shit, um, what do I do? You're like, okay, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to learn how to do it on my own. And um, when do you know when to stop? Like, in a day. Like, is it when the task is done? Or is it when you're like, I'm fucking exhausted, that's it? Yeah, I, I'm learning that lesson with my wife, actually, because like... That you're, you get exhausted? She fucking yells at your ass. No, no, because she, she's like, you know, because I, I feel bad because like sometimes it's kind of like, you know, I'm working and then next thing you know, like she's knocking on the door like, hey, I know you're working, but it's 9 p.m. and you haven't eaten anything all day. Wow. And you should Dude, that's so considerate. Oh, what a, what a cool, yeah. what a cool partner. been like, yo, where's my, where's some, I haven't had any dick in a week, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a horrible wife to you. She's like, yo, you haven't ate, honey? Like, are you okay? Wow. Yeah, you did, yeah. you did a ball job? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yo, man, this pussy's dry, homie. Like, you just been in that room. Like, Thank God you weren't a woman, dude. <laughs>
You make the scariest woman ever. Yo, bro, this pussy's dry, dog. <laughs> what about to get some dick around here? Like, who's gonna dick me down, dog? When we moved in, I thought I was gonna get plenty of dick. What the fuck? You're out here working till 9.30. Work on this body, goddammit. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying. And so I think that it's like, now I'm just kind of like, there comes a time when it, it's kind of like, it's almost like driving a car. You know how far it's gonna get there, but I'm just still driving and like, you know, but I don't, I need to realize that, hey, like it takes time to, you, you can't go across the country in like one drive. You gotta be like rest stops and. Yeah, so I don't really know when to rest yet. And so, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'll literally like be working and then, you know, without drinking, I, I, I've gone like, you know, seven, eight hours without like drinking any water. You're just really good at um, tapping into the zone, man. Yeah, you're just good at flowing, but then it's like the avatar when you too much into it is gonna make you sick mm. yeah, yeah so yeah and so yeah you gotta control the flow or else you'll burn out like and have some hell of uh health problems i think that's what happens yeah you know it's crazy i got into yeah. the place where it, it gets scary sometimes and i think i want to caution anyone getting into business too because like don't don't follow my path either because i think that it's gotten to the point where um it's funny like i sometimes i don't even know when i'm when i'm stressed out like you know that feeling when you oh, work for yeah. so long and like you know you're stressed and you know you're tired but like somehow like the disconnect between mind yeah. and body man yeah. like you know yeah. you should work with the camelback just have it to your, and you go. Right. At least the cans. Yeah. The hat. Yeah, yeah. Hydrate yourself at least, my friend. And the Chinese foot massagers. So at least you're like constantly getting de-stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do have like a foot massage, like a shiatsu foot massager, and like, yeah, I just have it. And so, you know, sometimes I'll be attending meetings. I was like, okay, this is relaxing. This is good. This is, oh, this cool. is cool. All right. So the last question I have here, which is kind of, you touched on a little bit, is, what does your average workload slash workday look like as the CEO of NextShark, pre and current state in COVID? Uh, wait, wait, the last part is what? Uh, it, it's like a second part to, to the question, which is pre and current state in COVID. Okay, um, I think that in terms of like, I just got more busier nowadays because like, you know, we're reporting a lot on, you know, crimes against Asian Americans and the rising Asian American rhetoric, right? Um, rising anti-Asian rhetoric. And so um, I think that- It's working, by the way. I was watching uh, just like regular cable TV and like these stories that are like, you know, a, a lot of my, like I'd repost Next Shark or a bunch of other Asian avenues. And then um, a lot of like the non-Asian followers would be like, oh my God, I didn't know this shit was happening. This is fucking crazy, right? Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, it's been happening. And it's cool that like there's places like Next Shark that's getting it out there, that it's finally even on like regular TV. Yeah. Like I was watching regular TV and they're reporting it. And I'm like, yes, Biden it's working. Just mention yeah. something about it too. First so presidential like, speech. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's just, it, it all started because of Next Shark, uh, Asians with Attitudes, uh, uh, Asian, there's another, I'm gonna put Jackfruit it. also, Jackfruit. Jackfruit. Oh, Jackfruit. yeah. Jackfruit. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of great, uh, you know, local reporters too, like Saifan. Yes. There was like, you yeah. know, Dion, Dion Lim, she's been really amazing too. Um, I also gotta give shout outs to like uh, Daniel Day Kim, Daniel Wu, and Lisa yeah. Ling. Oh, they did that. Oh, Lisa Ling is on They brought me onto this clubhouse and, um, you know, and I, I felt the smallest person in the room, but they basically like, you know, lifted me up. They they gave Next Shark like such a big like shout out. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I get it. Like, there's been a lot of people like, you know, in the ground floor volunteers have been doing this work for a while but like you know again like these guys have big big platforms and you know and celebrities like not just asian american celebrities just celebrities in general like they tend to avoid like topics like this yeah. and the fact that you know they're coming out and they're speaking out using their platform to kind of amplify things forward like that i think that you know i'm grateful for that yeah i 
I think it's cool because it's like a unified effort between all of us, like just trying to get that word out to keep, you know, our elders and everybody safe. Just know like, oh shit, this shit's happening. So, you know, watch your back. Yeah. It's beautiful too, in a sense to see. I mean, it sucks. To, obviously it sucks to see like what is happening, yeah. but it's cool to see like the community really working hard to try to come together on, on some level. And I think that this is something that, you know, had to have been done at some point. Yeah. And so, I mean, hopefully I think that we're moving in the right direction. I mean, of course shit's still happening. I mean, I don't want, you know, obviously no one can guarantee the hate crimes and stuff are gonna stop, but you know, let's just try yeah, to keep the, it together. The thing is once the public has a view on it, then the law enforcement is there they have to do something about it because they're like oh shit we look bad because we're not you know people got to and, and the corporations and the yeah. media like they're get, they're getting pressure now yeah. to you know really talk about it and yeah. to acknowledge it and to find using their resource and their capital to try to help out too because yeah, it, it is an important about. issue you know yep. So with all with the the peak in um, you know anti Asian I guess sentiment that's been going on and making you more busy, like what does that week look like versus you know at the beginning of COVID versus before so, COVID? So I think nothing has changed except for me getting busier. However, like my day is very sporadic. I mean, it's funny because I feel like uh, I think some of my teamers don't think I sleep because like for me it's kind of like. We have a, we have like a our own like global dedicated like Slack channel for everybody on the team and like we have like different group chats like we 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 share memes with each other and stuff and and all and everything and I, I'm checking at it all the time even when I go up go up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and stuff like I'm on it I'm on it talking to wow. you know trying to just checking in and stuff so it's almost like I'm conditioned to just wow. like I'm conditioned wow. to check in like pretty much like all the time and so Damn. which is something I'm trying to fix too about myself but <laughs> it's funny because like they're like wow I think Benny seems to be just always awake like I see him checking in at sometimes at 3 a.m., sometimes at, you know, 5 a.m., sometimes in the middle of the day or during work days and stuff. Um, I think that it's like I, I find time to rest and then once I feel like I've gotten into rest and I, it's just, you know. You wake up the same time every day or every oh, day is different? it's different. I mean, sometimes like, you know, even this week, right? So like, for example, I try to wake up by like, you know, 8 or 9 a.m. every day, like consistently, but my, my schedule is just sporadic. So sometimes like, let's say on Wednesday, I had to, you know, get up early for an interview in the East Coast, East Coast time. So I had to get up around like, you know, I think I got up at 5 a.m. around that time. And so I slept early then to catch up on my sleep. But then there was another time when, you know, uh, you know, Next Sharks, uh, where I had to work. There was a tech issue with Next Shark, and so I had to like, you know, work around, work like throughout the night with um, our web developers until up until like four or five a.m. in the morning. And obviously, there I, I fell asleep around that time. So uh, and so, yeah, it's still very, very sporadic. And I think a big part of my time right now is. Um, I think what's different in terms of like my duties is that I, I've taken myself away more from the day to day at Next Shark and I'm just, okay. and more of it is like kind of like a lot of meetings and a lot of it is just checking up on the team. And I, I'm actually finding a lot of value in, you know, just doing one-on-ones with your team members because, you know, just to see how they're doing, just to show that you kind of care and, you know, just, just to, you know, just shoot the shit with them. Uh, because like, you know, what's happening right now, it's kind of tough to report on all these news. Yeah. And it must be pretty draining just as a viewer like to constantly open up my Instagram and then I see like, you know, some violent shit and then I see some butt cheeks to relax me and then there's a cute little puppy and again, there's some like hate crime thing going on and I'm like, yo man, that shit's fucking with my heart. I'm starting to get horny off of this shit and that's not, that's not, shouldn't happen. <laughs> 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 
I'm like angry. It's too mixed up, man. Yeah. You gotta emotions, change your right? feet. Yeah. It's like, yo, this girl looks good in this bikini. And then next it's like, oh my god, the horror. And then I'm like, we gotta do something about this. And I'm all fucking pissed. And I'm like, if I see these fuckers on the street, I'm gonna fucking beat their ass. And then I fucking go, oh my god, is that a deer? Oh, it's a deer in the fucking winter forest? That is so cute, right? But the thing is, I think that just as a viewer, it's kind of so shocking just being on your end with people submitting countless amounts of footage and all you guys see is non-stop elders getting beat people getting hurt whatever crimes robberies whatever right doesn't that do something to your psyche because i know for our hosts when they have to filter through the news when there's a negative uh kind of season where there is a trend right everyone's all into murders this year or whatever like or like there's a trend of like oh there's a lot of hate crimes right it takes a toll on that psyche because you think that's the whole world but yeah. how do you guys deal with that psychologically yeah that's a very good question so i think that uh, first of all to acknowledge you i think that you're you're the opposite of how how like i'm feeling i'm just feeling freaking numb about all this for you you just don't even know what to feel anymore because so many things are approaching you or just yeah. like you're, you're just it's yeah. just like you're so desensitized because of how often it it, it, for me personally, it's it's desensitized because like I've been doing this for like I mean we 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 covered hate crimes even before this right but obviously in terms of the rise in hate crimes it's been over a year now you know yeah. and uh, and a lot of the times is that you got to look at it this way so it went from maybe one to two news tips a week to up to fifty a day wow wow yeah news tips and stuff like that wow. now granted like you know there there was a lot that was like you know like maybe you know different people ten different people will submit a report for the same thing right yeah. but still it's still concerning in a yeah, sense yeah, right yeah. of like you know of you know more so many people submitting like incidents reports and everything so um and a lot oftentimes like you know because we have to review these footages like we can't just like be like oh yeah this happened let's propose it we have to actually vet it yeah. and we have to talk to the people yeah. involved and everything and sometimes like it, it involves like viewing a lot of distressing footage and we get trolls man we've gotten like you know people people just sending us videos of somebody beating up other people like to a pulp literally you know, and like, yeah, like, you know, like we got a video of like, you know, a house breaking without any context of like a, of a gentleman beating a, beating a woman. And you could hear, you could hear like, you know, like you could hear like bones, like, you know, cracking, like just really bad. Like just like, and they just do it because they want to scare you, fuck with you guys. I don't know what they want to do. We just, we just get a lot of like, you you guys do get a lot of fucking trolls, man. Like fake racist accounts. Just, you don't know. Like they're just fake ass accounts that are just fucking with your community, the, the commenters. You guys, like, it's pretty bad. It is, yeah. it is, and you know, some, and you know, it's, uh, it, it's tough. And so now, like, you're dealing, you're, you're dealing with that. And then my, my staff members, I mean, they, you know, they're not only having to deal with the emotional toll of vetting these stories and reviewing distressing footage. They're also dealing with, you know, uh, their own cyberbullying themselves online. Damn. They're also dealing with death threats and stuff. You yeah. know, you know, for me, like, as an organization, we believe in supporting other minority communities. And so, you know, we, we, we took a position of supporting the BLM movement when that happened. And you know, and so. Uh, you know, during that time, like, yeah, we, you know, we got, we got like some death threats. We got like, you know, a lot of like, you know, we, we got doxed some of our, you know, you know we got doxed too. It was, it was, it's, it, it was pretty bad. And so it got to the point where, you know, I've had to, you know, give my workers mental health breaks and uh, I've had to, 
um, you know, uh, get everyone together and do like a session for everyone, like a therapy session, because I need it too. It's not just yeah. them, you know, I freaking need it from all the stuff that I, that, that I view. And, yeah. and you know, for me, like I'm on the ground floor with these guys. So even though like I don't do the day to day, like I, I do my best to experience what my workers experience every day. And that involves like just being, observing what's happening, seeing the types of stories that they're vetting and, um, and just seeing generally what's going on. So it, it affects me too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I saw it from early on, you know, and so, um, you know, we did our first like, you know, mental health session, you know, full company wide. I think it was like, you know, I think it was like back in March or April or something. And, you know, from from there, I think what's really keeping us together is number one, like, you know, us, we keep each other together because we, we talk, we talk to each other all the time. We're always constantly keeping up with the, you know, keeping, you know, just making sure everybody's okay. And then another thing is supporters. Like we do have a lot of supporters that, you know, send us nice information, send us nice notes too. So, you know, the balance. Yeah, no, there's a good balance between the two, but sometimes like, you know, you know how the world is people, you know, sometimes Sometimes like the, the the negatives outshine the positive. Yeah. It's yeah. just the way it is, you know. How do you do the company wide therapy thing? You bring in like a, a therapist. Yeah, you, yeah, you bring you bring you either bring in like a therapist or you bring in somebody that you know that that has done this sort of work before to you know to uh, just talk to the team. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like an official official therapy session, but just all of us getting together, just talking about what's going on. Like, how bring are you feeling? Yeah. yeah, how are you feeling right now? You know, like you know, like does that like, therapist feel gang banged after? <laughs> They're smoking a cigarette in their car. Like, like fuck, oh. usually I talk to one person. <laughs> I got fucking ten people. <laughs> Luckily, the person that we that, that helped us, like they, they volunteered to help us out, and we were, we've been very lucky. Like we've had like you know actual like licensed like psychiatrist therapists like offer up their time, be like, hey, if you got That's if you awesome. need anything, That's you awesome. let me know. So we have that we have that in the back burner. But you know, I think for the most part, like how I look at it as, you know what, you do you. If you guys if you if you guys need a break for any reason whatsoever, just let us know. Like we'll take well you know we'll figure out a way to take care of you. Um, if you're feeling at any point that this work is too much, then you know then. Um, yeah, just let me know. And it goes along with our followers too. I don't know if you saw that uh, post we did. So like literally, like I think it was like four weeks ago, like we wrote like a post to our audience on Instagram and we were like, hey, you know, hate crimes against, you know, Asian Americans are rising and oftentimes like, uh, you know, are, you're probably gonna see a lot of, you know, distressing stuff on our account. And we know that the emotional toll that could bring to you guys How So if you guys need to unfollow us or even like, you know, mute us for a while, we totally understand. Like, you know, we're not gonna take it's it personally. Awesome. And so, and you know, surprisingly, you know, people, people like were really, it, it got really well received and stuff too. And so um, we're trying to be cognizant of everything that's happening. Yeah. So, you know, I don't wanna make it seem like um, you know, I think some trolls that criticize, like, oh, you know, you're trying to like, you know, profit off yeah. of like, you know, all these, I was like, dude, like, no, we don't have fun doing this. And let's, let's put it this way. How many brands do you guys know of at this point would, you know, it, it's not like I can sell ads against like this, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, sponsored by whoever, know, you know right? what I mean? Like a man dies on the street after getting beat, sponsored by Jumbe. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like, you know, it, you get what, so it's like, you know, we're not we're, we're not doing it for the money. We don't really care so much about the clout. And in fact, like we want people, we want people, more people to get involved. Like we're not activists. You know, we can only, you know, we can we all all we can do is do what we do best and try to present the facts and the stories as is in the most responsible way possible. We don't get it 100% right all the time, but we do our best to, you know, work hard. And we're just human, just like everyone else, you know. And and all of us, I mean, even with you guys at JK News, like you guys just want to know what's going on in the world, mm -hmm. you know, and and try to make sense of it because mm -hmm. there's so much noise right now you know and you don't oh, know yeah. what's real you don't know what's false anymore it, it takes a big toll that's true man well I think that it's awesome putting a face to the brand because I know that you know we have a lot of crossover fans who follow next sharks Instagram account and um, a lot of the times when I follow like accounts like I'm so used to seeing like meme accounts right or just 
pictures or like pictures and captions and they don't realize that there's humans behind these videos and they have to filter and all that so like you know it's pretty cool that now there's someone in the flesh that can represent neck shark and they can see that because it's like guys like all of these things require human beings to like you know deal with and then sometimes i think that's why it attracts so many fucked up people to it or like angry people or whatever because it's like they don't know that there's a human being that they're hurting behind there. Yeah, and I yeah. think that also like I think it's easy to be, to say that you know, and I and it's it's really easy to kind of see me and it's like oh I'm trying to prop myself up as like voice of Asian Americans in the context of Next Shark, and that that's not the case. I think that you know I look at it as our community is made up of so many different types of people, right? Yep. And and you know I am I am East Asian and I have a certain background that I was raised with that many many other people that identify as Asian Americans that don't that don't like align with. You know, it's not it's not the I same experience. I never want to be a role model and representative. <laughs> I talk about rim jobs for a living. You know what I mean? So like, if people are like, you gotta be a good role model. It's like, there's an audience you. for that, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>